Uh, good afternoon. Thanks for coming again. Uh, just obviously we're preparing for a really good opponent to come in here Saturday morning at 11 o'clock. Excited to be back home uh, in front of our fans' homecoming. A lot of cool things going on around campus. Uh, unveiling a new uniform. I think you guys saw that. So I know our kids are, uh, they, they like that stuff. So I know they're excited about wearing that and representing our university Saturday. So that's going to be fun. Uh, our job is very simply to win the game when it comes to homecoming. That's really our goal. And our job is to take care of that part so all of our fans, our alumni, our students, everyone associated with this place has a, has a nice cherry on the top for that weekend because there's going to be a lot of reunions and things going on this weekend that uh, our job is to make that, make that an even better experience. So uh, we're working hard to make that a reality for those guys this weekend. We've got a great team coming in here. Coach Gundy, as you know, is, is one of the best in the Big 12, if not the country. He's been very, very good there. Uh, and this year's no different. They got a really good football team again, uh, led by Mason Rudolph, the quarterback there, who is as good a manager of anybody that I've seen so far. He manages the game really well. He takes care of the ball. You're going to have to beat these guys. They're not going to beat themselves. Um, we're going to have to work to try to create some turnovers, though, because um, you've got to get those guys off schedule. And, and um, you know, he's a, he's a good player. He's taking care of the ball really, really well, which, is, which really bodes well for them. Uh, one of the more dynamic players in the conference, James Washington, that is a really talented guy. Um, you just flip on just the Texas game alone and makes a couple plays in that game that are just ridiculous. I mean, he should have been tackled two or three times on a couple of those plays, and somehow he stays on his feet and goes the distance against some really good players. So uh, he had a really nice day against us last year. We've got our work cut out for us again this year because he is a very talented player. I think he's third in the Big 12 in receptions per game and uh, second in yards per game. I mean, he's a talented guy. And they're going to find him. They find ways to get him the ball. Uh, their running backs are good. they got a, a true freshman kid, uh, Hill, out of Tulsa, that is a talented guy. He's really really a quick dude, uh, very much along the same mold that they've always had there at Oklahoma State. Um, the kid runs really, really fast. I mean, they've got several of them that they use. Childs is another good one that, that runs the ball well. Uh, like I said, this, they do a good job of making you beat them. They're not going to give you the football. They take care of the ball, and he doesn't put it in jeopardy. Uh, and they're big again up, up front, and they move, move, uh, they move your defensive line a little bit in that running game. So um, they, get, they got a good squad on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, uh, Glenn Spencer uh, is one of the better guys that I've ever had to coach against. Uh, they're, they're really high in the Big 12 in just about every category. Uh, they're second in the conference in, in third down uh, defense, which is something I always look at. So they do a good job on money downs. They're first in the conference, I think, in fourth down defense. So. Uh, they're not easy to convert against, but we have got to get better in that area. So there's a big emphasis on that, and it really doesn't matter where they're ranked. We need to go out there and execute and be better in that area. Uh, they're a smart team defensively. Uh, they're never really out of position, uh, and they're going to create some pressure on the quarterback. I think they're third in the league in sacks, uh, and they're also second in the league in turnovers gained. So we obviously have to do a much better job in that area, uh, even with knowing that these guys are turnover machines defensively. Uh, and they also do a really good job in red zone. I think they're first in conference in red zone as well. Um, one guy that sticks out to me, the, uh, the number 96, the defensive tackle, I believe his name is Vincent Taylor. He is a talented guy. He is a hard-charging, good ball player. They had really two really good ends last year, and I didn't know how you could replace those guys, but they got two pretty good ends again this year. Uh, they've done a nice job recruiting. Uh, but really a really good team, and they, they, they are really solid in the kicking game as well. So it's a good Oklahoma State football team, not unlike the, the teams that he fields every year, uh, but we're still very excited about the challenge that we got put in front of us this week. So let's take some questions.
With, with your offense so far uh, in the passing game, you know, Gonzalez and Sims are pretty well established as kind of go-to receivers. Do you, do you need a third guy to step up and be a number three receiver for you guys? Well, you know, we would like to be able to spread the ball around as much as we can uh, and be able to get better distribution uh, throughout the game. So, yeah, we'd like to be able to get the ball to more people. Two weeks ago, we were able to do that with Shaq, which helped us a lot. Um, you know, and then we need to be able to utilize our running backs a little bit more in the passing game that will help us to kind of take some pressure off those guys. But at the, at the end of the day, you also want to get, you know, James Washington's one of their best players, and they're going to get him the ball a bunch. <laughs> And we're going to try to get the ball in our guys' hands that we think can make the most happen as much as we can. What are factors other than blocking that uh, have led to Ryan Willis getting sacked so much? Well, uh, first of all, protection is always going to be number one when it comes to being able to take care of a guy from not getting uh, getting sacked. But you, I've said it for, for years, and since I've been running our offense, if we get sacked, that's our own fault. And just about every sack that we have, I don't know that I have one other than maybe play action stuff that maybe is movement. That's a little bit different because it might not be read the same way. Uh, but the ones that we're getting sacked on, that's that's our quarterback's fault because there was a there was a place to go with the ball. There was a place, and the training was there. Uh, the place to go with the ball is there. We just got to trigger it. We got to trigger it, and you've got you got to trust your progression and keep your eyes in the right spot. I mean, very very critical at that position that. You play by those rules, and you know it takes time for guys to understand that and learn that, particularly when they're not used to playing in that system. You're at the halfway point of the season right now. What, could you give just an assessment of where the offense is and, and if you thought it would be where it's at right now at this point? Well, um, assessing it right now, probably the biggest thing for, for me is uh, the self-inflicted wounds that we've had throughout the season. Um, you know, you can't take those away. So you don't get to say, hey, if we didn't do this, we didn't do that. You don't get to do that because those things are reality and they, they've happened. Uh, last week was not an exception to that. I, like I said, I think I said it last night, we were in a game still at 21 nothing the other day. I still felt good. We were moving the football uh, defensively. I thought our guys were playing their tails off. And uh, when we weren't able to stop the bleeding when it comes to just self-inflicted things, uh, hey, man, that's when you get blown out. And that's what happened. And we're a better football team than that. Uh, our guys, uh, you know, they they deserve better than that. And we're going to have to find a way to quit quit being uh, self-inflicted groups. <laughs> that's there's no other way to say that. Uh, we have really improved in the area of uh, penalties and not hurting ourselves in that area. Um, turnover margin has been atrocious and um, last in the country. And you're not going to win many games when you turn the ball over eight times in two weeks or four times in a week. Or you're not going to win many games when you do that. You've got to be able to take care of the football. And uh, you know, from that standpoint, we we have to we have to make sure that we find people that can manage the game for us. That's where we have to where we have to start managing the ball game and not putting the ball in jeopardy. Whips, fumbles haven't really been a problem for us. It's been more um, you know throwing the ball to the other team. You know, we, we, we've had seven or eight of them in the last two weeks, and that's not, that's not okay. We haven't seen a lot of Ben Johnson on the offense the past couple of weeks. Are you guys kind of just moving in other directions as far as using more receivers and less tight end, or what's going on with that? Well, we, we always want to use Ben, and actually we did play in quite a few plays the other day. Uh, there's times where you're, you maybe have something planned for Ben, five or six different opportunities, and it just doesn't come to fruition for whatever reason. Whatever the play calls sometimes will – 
that dictate basically how they roll coverage and whether or not his his route is one that's been given to you is the, the one to trigger. So really, there's no design really to keep him out of the game plan. It just has kind of happened that way. We were in a little bit more four wide set later uh, in that game, which kind of made it, it, it got, we got out of tight end stuff pretty quick. But we need to use him. He's one of our better players. You went for it a couple times on fourth down early on against uh, Baylor. I'm just I'm wondering if that's being an underdog going in, if that's kind of an evolving philosophy for you on maybe taking more of those shots and when you're about it. Yeah, it just depends on the situation uh, and where we're at in, in terms of how far it is to get it. Uh, and uh, we will continue to be aggressive offensively when it comes to that, uh, being able to try to keep our defense off the field. And, and uh, our defense has actually played played pretty good, and, and they've, uh, I say pretty good production-wise, we've given up a lot of points, but a lot of those points have, have been, um, you know, easily given to the opponents, and that's not necessarily that they've had to work for, but they've, they've stopped some guys in some in some poor field position situations, and they've also got us the ball back a few times, and them being able to play, uh, at, play as well as they have throughout the season, they've given us a chance to win, particularly early in games, I felt. Um, it gives you a chance to be able to be more aggressive offensively. How'd you grade uh, Carter Stanley's performance late at Baylor? Uh, anything that you saw that you were happy with or displeased with from that, that showing? Um, uh, if you ask me how I graded him, he was probably average. Um, there was still a lot of, lot of things that, that uh, we saw that we need to get a lot better at, uh, particularly the pick. Uh, just eyes in the right spot, understanding what coverages are doing to you and not picking, picking a, a route out. That'll, that'll get you in trouble. Uh, but there was a lot of things he did that were actually pretty good. I thought he made some good decisions on RPOs when he needed to pull it down and when he needed to give it to the to the uh, to the back, uh, and just better communication by him out wide to receivers. We had a couple times where we weren't on the same page with those guys, and that comes down to communication, and that's not that, that's there's no excuse for that. Communication errors are not they're not tolerated. So we got to get that taken care of, and he's getting better and better every week. It was good to be able to get him in the game and be able to give him a quarter and a half to really see what he could do and run some offense, some real offense, other than just handing the ball off. So that we needed to be able to do that. And in that situation, hey, unfortunately, it was what it was. We were where we were. You'd love to be able to get young guys in the game when you're, when you're up by a bunch. Uh, but in that situation, it gave me an opportunity to see what he could do, and I wanted to do that. And uh, we wanted to get through that. So it was good to uh, be able to see him a little bit more. He's got a long way to go, just like all of them. But... Uh, he works hard at it, and, and I appreciate that. You mentioned last week that, that you thought Ryan might take a big jump in these next couple of games. It, is there a point in, in your past development of quarterbacks, is, is there a point, whether it's midpoint of his second year or the end of his second year going into three or whatever it is, is there a point where you kind of have a, a, a map of where they should be and, and, and how it progresses, or is it so different because of the, each individual strength and weaknesses? Well, I think they are all different, but you do need to see progression. Mm -hmm. You do need to see progression. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And, um, you know, uh, and, and Ryan, you know, I know he has said this before, just making sure that your eyes are in the right spot and that you're not just picking out routes. Uh, that'll get you in a lot of trouble to the turn of a bunch of turnovers. And we've got to be better there. We've got to be much better there. And, you know, when you don't see it in practice a whole lot, you don't really know that it's going to be much of a problem until you get them in, in the game. You know, I said this a few weeks ago. you got to – Evaluate what you see in practice by what you see every day. And then when you get their opportunity to play in the game, that's another piece of the evaluation. It was for Montel and it is for Ryan as well. 
Uh, now we've got a couple of games under his belt. That's part of his evaluation as well, being able to continue to help grow him as well. And Carter getting a little bit more playing time the other day is another piece of his evaluation. Um, if we were if we were playing well at the quarterback <coughs> position, you guys wouldn't be asking me these questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you feel good about the, the pace of development, whether they're, you know, they're still making mistakes, you got to get better, you said all that, but, but as far as overall development and that, that, I guess, trajectory of where they're headed, is that pace still where you want it? No, uh, I'm not going to say that I feel good about it because the production's not there. Right. Uh, the the uh, the trajectory and how we're training them and how they are they are progressing in practice needs to carry over to the football field. And hey, at the end of the day, that's that's my job as a coach to be able to make that thing carry over to the field. So I've got to continue to do the things that I've got to do to make sure that it, it's it's working for them as they pass it on to the field. And. Uh, you know, sometimes that's just motivating guys in different ways to really pay attention to details. Because at the end of the day, there's no real magic little answer that you, you sprinkle some dust on the guy and he gets fixed. It really comes down to just very basic things. Hey, we're going vertical out, get your eyes in the corner, reading. If he, if he comes down, then hit the whole shot. It's really that simple. But if your eyes aren't in the right spot to start with and you're picking out a route, that's where you struggle. So, you know, that's been frustrating for me and for them as well. But those are things that we can fix, and I'm going to expect them to get fixed in a hurry. Do you have some uh, offensive players who are redshirting that have good potential. Uh, do you get to see much of them, or are they on the scout team like uh, uh, Charlotte and uh, Baldwin and Tyree Starks? Yes, we do. Uh, we, we actually have a, a young gun practice. We call it young gun. We, we have a young gun practice every, every Monday and Thursday. Uh, Yesterday was an, another practice that we had afterwards. Uh, Dalen Charlotte is a talented guy. I mean, a talented guy. We are very excited about him. We wish he was playing this year. He's not, but we're glad he's going to be here next year. Uh, Baldwin is a, a big, he's what they're supposed to be. He is a big, strong, physical, he puts his hand on you and it, it's going to shatter you a little bit. He is a talented guy. I'm excited about him and his future as well. Uh, you know, Lee Clark, we haven't seen a lot of him. We played a little bit in this game. I think that guy's going to be a really talented guy. Freshman, young. Uh, but there's some guys that are not playing right now. Even Evan Fairs, we were hoping we could put the shirt on. But he is another talented guy. Um, he's not quite there yet, but he's getting better every week. Uh, some, enough to where we're able to get him in the game and start growing him a little bit. Uh, we were hoping we could keep the shirt on him, but we, we just haven't been able to. Uh, so he's on there. There's, you know, there's some guys that uh, Drew Prox on the defensive side. That guy's growing like a weed. He's a big, good-looking kid. And in those practices on Thursday, he's making play after play after play. And that's what you hope to see. He's, I mean, he's probably six one and a half, six two, probably 215 pounds now. He came here like 198, 194, something like that. Uh, so he's growing. And, um, you know, just Isaiah Bean, another guy that's, you know, putting on weight and getting better and better. So. They're young, but they'll they'll come along. Those the, the young guy development, Bryce Tornadens, some of those guys are playing. A lot of them are playing, you know, which is good. They're getting experience and um, you know, really Mike Lee, some of those dudes, I mean, uh, Mayberry, those guys are all getting in the in the game, which is good for us. How's Tyreek Starks coming along? He's coming along good. Really good. You know, he's not gonna play for us this year unless we have something crazy happen. Uh, but we're developing him exactly the way that we want to develop him. He's the first guy that we recruited in the offense, in the offense, for the offense. Uh, and he, he's a talented guy. He's got great feet. He can move. He'll have an, add another direction to our uh, dimension to our offense, which will be good. Uh, but he can throw it. He can sling it. He, uh, he's got some fundamental flaws that we're trying to work out, but he's gotten a lot better from the first day that he got here. So 
we're excited about him and his progress moving forward. A few of the guys you mentioned are from Louisiana. Different culture, uh, you're not playing, homesickness could set in. How important has uh, Tony Hall been to, to keep them liking it here? Well, Tony's been huge, and he is so good with that group of guys, and all of our guys are. Um, but I recall it when I was back at the last place that I was at, there's something about them Louisiana boys. They are, they're tough kids now. I mean, if they get homesick, they don't show it very often. I mean, they are tough dudes. And uh, we had a bunch of them at, at, uh, at A&M, and they were the same way. I mean, a lot of those guys never even went home when they had breaks to go home. Uh, I don't know if these guys will or not. I know Tyreek went home not too long ago. Uh, but they are tough guys. That's one thing we really like about those guys from that region. Uh, there's not a lot of – you don't hear a lot of that homesickness stuff. I mean, they are some hardworking guys. That's what I like about those guys. Is uh, Deneen any closer to, to getting back? What's what's it looking like for him? Well, I don't, I don't I don't think we'll have him this week, and we're starting to get to a point where you know to see if he's going to be able to to do it. Um, you know, it's not necessarily. We thought we had turned the corner last week, and it once again it, it pulled again a little bit on him when we started pushing. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that we can get it back pretty quick here, uh, but he's he's not progressing like we'd like him to. And that's a blow for us defensively. It's giving somebody else an opportunity, but you're talking about one of your captains and you know one of the leading tacklers in the conference from last year that we're missing. Uh, I hope we can get him back, but uh, man, I don't know. It, it, he, he's not looking like I wanted him to look at this point. He made a lot of progress that first week. I thought we may have him, and then uh, you know how those hamstrings are, man. I mean, you could—they're not done being healed until they're healed. <laughs> I mean, they, you, you feel like they're about to pull the entire time, and then all of a sudden you're fine and you don't feel it anymore. And he's just not to that point yet. So a red shirt could be in play if he doesn't get healthy? Well, if, if things don't work out, I think it certainly would be. Uh, but hopefully we can get him back. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to work out or not, though. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It's giving him a lot of problems. Are there any other guys that have injuries that need to be, like, I guess halfway through the season. Nobody else. Everybody else has been actually pretty good. You know, we, we've got the ACL guys that have had ACL surgery. Uh, Wartell, all those guys are progressing well. They're all off their crutches and walking good. Uh, Shola looks amazing. I can't believe he just had, you know, surgery not too long ago. He looks really good. Wartell, uh, Justin Williams had ACL surgery uh, last week. And, I mean, those guys, Murph is so good. Dude, those guys are, they're under anesthesia walking around in our facility the day they get out of that, which is amazing because they used to sit in the bed for weeks. And, I mean, they're, the, Murph is so good at what he does with those guys. You would not believe that those guys have just had ACL surgery. They, they've done a good job. Other than that, we're, you know, um, Marquise is just, he's got some nagging things that are, that are still bothering him. Uh, and luckily we've developed some depth over there. We don't have to play him as much as we used to. So we need to get him well, too. All right, let's take two more questions. A couple of weeks ago, you guys had the big loss at Texas Tech. You managed to bounce back well against TCU. What do you have to do to ensure that you guys bounce back in that same way after last week? We've got to do the same thing. We've got to bounce back. And, and our guys, will, they'll, they'll bounce back. They, they know what the expectations are. They also look at the reality of it. You know, early in that game, we let that thing we, – we turned it ugly ourselves. We turned it ugly fast. We have nobody to blame but us. And I give all the credit to Baylor. They took advantage of those opportunities, and they got some phenomenal players over there. But uh, early in that game, we turned it ugly on our own. And uh, our guys see that. I know that that stinks in the moment, but, you know, they understand that we're, we've got potential. 
you know, to be a better team than what we're showing. Uh, we just got to go do it. We got to go execute. And there's there's high standards around here, and there's going to continue to be high standards. And uh, you know, we're going to school on basically what we see, and that ain't okay. Those type of performances are not okay because those are preventable. I can handle it when you beat me straight up, but not not when we make a bunch of crazy mistakes like that. Those are things that we're going to prevent around here. Not sure how you can how much you can comment on it, but any reaction to the decision by the Big 12 to remain at 10 members for now? Uh, you know, I, I said it last night. I, I didn't really even know what was going on until I got off the practice field yesterday in terms of what finally happened. Uh, but our leadership is phenomenal in our conference. Uh, our, our chancellors and our presidents, I know that they have done their due diligence and they've worked really hard at making sure that they do the right thing by this great conference. We're still, we are one of the, the greatest conferences on the planet. And we need to remain that way by making sure that we make the right decisions for our conference. Uh, that's not to say that there's not a lot of great teams out there that deserve membership in the Power Five. Uh, and I, I, I believe things will work out for everybody the way that they're supposed to work out. But right now, um, I just know that uh, our leadership, we're in good hands when it comes to making the right decision. Uh, I got enough to say grace over right here.